Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. I'm Lindsay. And this is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise episode six of season 17. We were informed by our wonderful author of this season that we had skipped the epilogue, which is why we are back for um, post-coital cuddling mm. <laughs> during this episode. Did you figure out what happened? How did we miss it? Because I know, you know, I have the very important role in this team. Allie does all the editing. Lindsay does all the creative <laughs> writing. And I copy and paste the story into the Google Doc. What? <laughs> and I'm Denise. <laughs> and I copy and paste. You word count. Yeah. You have to figure out the counting of it. That's hard. I could never do that. It's hard. And this last season, I'm surprised I still have that job based on the mid cuts. But how did we miss it? How did I miss it? It was just the next chapter. I don't know. Ugh. It was a, a, a standalone chapter called the epilogue. And so anyway, I popped back in there and saw it. And I didn't read it, obviously, but I did a quick scan, and um, I'm so glad we're reading it because I think this is going to tie this story up in a pretty little bow, and it's all I think it's going to answer all the things that were a bit left outstanding last episode. Wonderful. Like, where can we buy the calendar? Things like that. Yeah, like how much money do they make on that calendar, <laughs> which is key. This is so exciting. This is the first time this will have ever happened, and hopefully not again. May we not make this mistake, but it's a delightful mistake, and- <laughs> The fangasm God's Thor has blessed us. Yeah, we are uh, not notorious for our attention to detail. <laughs> no. We pay attention to other things, like jokes. Yeah, exactly. Like really, really important jokes. <laughs> I mean, season two, we <laughs> we completely inverted multiple chapters. So, yeah. you know, we made it through that. We can make it through anything. It was a goosebumps choose your own adventure. It was. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are they banging? And now they're, like, fighting? And now they're getting to know each other, but they already had oral? <laughs> what? Introducing themselves, but they already were in bed together. Cool. Yes, exactly. Well, since we have you, since we have a captive audience again, we have a few announcements. One is, um, happy birthday, Lindsay. We didn't get to celebrate like within the right calendar year for you, but this is still your birth week. Yes. Right now. So we'll just keep it going to next. My mom was in labor all week. (laughs) How was your day? It was great. Um, My sister Meredith flew up just for a quick two days. And we just ate a lot of good food and hung up by the pool. That's it. But I've decided now my – you know some girls are like – I guess some people, anyone, are like, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. And I've decided instead of having my birthday week be – which I've never been one of those people. You do you. But instead of having my birthday week be leading up to it, I want to just keep celebrating the week after. So I'm sort of just – I've got a little glass of wine here. I had cinnamon toast Mm. crunch for lunch. I have, like, on my birthday, I buy all my favorite junk food, you know. Which is, tell us. Oh, God. I can't list it all. That's too embarrassing. But one of which, the tradition when we were little, because my mom was such a health nut, was that we only got sugar cereal once a year, and it was on our birthday. Oh, no. So, like, sugar cereal. Well, and I guess on everyone's birthday, but then it was up to the 
child if they wanted to share with their siblings, which we always did because, you know, we didn't want to face the wrath of Mindy. But yeah. That was the rule in my house too. We didn't eat sugar cereal. Yeah. Yeah. So I still feel nostalgic about it and get Cinnamon Toast Crunch every year. That's the best of the sugary cereals, hands down. What's your sugar cereal go-to? I know both of my sisters are Lucky Charm gals. I was actually just talking about this two days ago that I still to this day do not like sugary cereals. And I remember (sighs) as a kid going to a friend's house and all they had was Lucky Charms. And I was really upset that I had to eat this cereal that I had never really eaten before. And so I picked all the marshmallows out and ate this pathetic bowl of just grains and milk. Cheerios, frosted Cheerios. Cheerios. I basically just ate Cheerios. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember putting it on a little napkin next to the bowl, like all the, you know, the heart stars, moon, whatever those little marshmallows were. Yeah. What a loser. You know what is a gross invention, I think, is those cereal bowls that have a built-in straw. Oh. Like people that drink their cereal milk. Yeah. You don't like that? You don't drink your cereal milk? You drink your cereal milk? I was just going to say there's like a- Of course you do. A special type of person who does that, and I don't like them. You're outnumbered here, little lady. You're the oddball in this trio right now. No. Little lady, you're in the wrong part of town. (laughs) You're in the cereal sipping part of town. You guys tip your bowl and with the like sort of warm amalgamation of this milk and sugar crumbs and tidbits, you slurp it up. Yes. yes. 100%. Do you either of you own or have ever owned a bowl that has a built-in straw? No. No. <laughs> no, you just pick it up like an adult and you slurp it right down. Like Gaston. You just yeah. pick it up like, like a Gaston. like an adult, like an animal. Well, you are outnumbered in this group right now, Lynn, so <laughs> you better watch it. I'm happy to be outnumbered. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the right side of history here. Marco is on your team, though. He does not um, always drink the milk out of the bowl, and I'll drink his, so. No, oh, oh whoa. I've sometimes found random bowls of cereal milk on the street, <laughs> and I just drink them. <laughs> and then you have your straw, built-in straw, like Captain America. You have it in your belt. <laughs> Lindsay, what's your straw's name? Bill? My straw? You named your straw. I did. Sounds like something you do on Instagram stories. <laughs> Super does, but like I do so many dumb things I can't remember. It's probably that straw you used to bring with you everywhere. Yeah. Is it the one that you thought looked phallic that everyone hated? You used to whip it out at Whole Foods when we would go work yeah. there and drink your cold brew. Yeah. There's a straw somewhere with a name that's like Woody from <laughs> Toy Story that's just like, oh. she forgot about me. Oh, I know. We did like Straub Thomas. We named a bunch of Robs. Yes. Straub and Williams and like stuff like that. Okay, yes. got it, got it. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm remembering. Good. I was going to use your you drinking Marco cereal milk as a segue to say another exciting date that is in this same week. We've got my birthday. Yes. We've got Allie's husband Matt's birthday. Mm-hmm. We had Marco's birthday. Mm-hmm. May is, and we're about to have Danny and Marco's. I mean, I was going to say pre-wedding, but it's nuptials. a wedding. Yeah, nuptials. It is your wedding. This is the wedding. Yeah. This is full wedding, uh, legal. We're getting those tax pennies. And uh, yeah, we're very excited. My sister is having us in her backyard. She's a beautiful kind of square, great space backyard that's really open. So we um, we got a tent. We're going to do some pass plates. It's going to be a little chilly. Um, so we got a heater and we're doing the newlywed game. Um, instead of making people dance. So we're it's going to be me so fun. and Marco who will be married for two hours versus my <laughs> sister and her husband who will be nine plus years versus Marco's parents who have been 40. 
So we have oh, three good. good generations and then um, my dad is going to host it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's going to be great. Thanks. We're very excited. Who do you think is going to win? I feel pretty confident you and Marco may sweep this game. I mean, what we have done to make sure that we can't rig it is we're having guests submit the questions because um, I was like, we'll definitely cheat otherwise. So um, <laughs> I think we're at least going for second place. Butch and Gina have confirmed that they will not be winning. <laughs> Marco's parents. <laughs> Yeah, I've already raised the white flag. I love it. Right. Oh, that's fun. Caleb and I played that during like the depths of quarantine, just alone, like went in different rooms and wrote all of our answers to see how we did. How'd you do? We did well, but I feel like it's like if guests submit questions, they can stump you. We would probably, we also don't have enough history that like everything is really fresh. (laughs) How could we forget? (laughs) That's when I don't get like, how'd you meet? Like you forgot? Yeah. Like who said I love you first? And I'm like, yeah, that's weird when people can't remember that. (laughs) Although I'll have to say, if Matt and I played against you guys and your partners, we would lose. Just because Matt has a bad memory? (laughs) Because I feel like we've been together for a long time and just nothing's been retained. It's kind of like at this point we're on autopilot and unless it was like really pivotal, big questions. Like where'd you meet? The the minutiae, I don't think he'd even know. Lindsay, you'd have a higher likelihood of answering the questions correctly than he would. For Matt. I think Matt is also such a buster that he would like throw it and annoy you and then you would be getting annoyed. Mind games. And he would, it'd be like the obvious one, like where'd you guys meet? And he, instead of schoolyard, he would just be like, uh, Southport Lanes. And you'd be like, oh, and I'd be here because I'd like want to win really desperately. (laughs) (laughs) I'd act really, I'd act like I'm so casual and breezy and I'd be like, you better mother effing get this right. (laughs) Oh, we're just going to go to the bathroom for a second. You listen to me, you piece of shit. She's like, got his ear. He's yeah. like, ah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Danny, so excited. Well, we'll have a lot of great updates then when we come back for legal yeah. season 18. Yeah, barely legal. I think the only other update we had were the Good Sex Awards, right? Yeah. And just to be clear, these are not the fannies. These are real <laughs> yeah. awards. These are real awards that we are somehow qualified to judge. We're judging the <laughs> obviously erotic fan fiction. Submissions, right? That whole category. We are. Mm -hmm. And we want to tell you guys because we will be off the air past their due date and they are due on May 16th entries. And there's all the details there. Their handle on Instagram is goodsexawards.com. We'll have more information. But submit your sexy fanfics because we're going to read the finalists and choose the winner, which is so fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this year, I'm reading this now. They've This is their ninth category that they added this year was fanfiction. Yeah, 3,000 words by May 16th for your chance to win $150. Goodawards.com forward slash submit for details. Goodsexawards.com. Yes. Goodawards.com. I'm not sure what that goes to. Did I say good awards? (laughs) Either way, it's probably going to be porn. Goodawards.gov. Just try it. See what's going on. Either way, it'll be sexy. Yes. So, I mean, I don't think we need much of a blowdown except to say that we thought it was the ending. They had great sex on a little couch, mm-hmm. and Steve asked Bucky to dinner. Yeah. And he said, can I put on my pants first? And then they hugged, right? <laughs> they hugged. <laughs> and they were like, what calendar? Who cares? The only date we care about is the date we're about to go on. So I think we should get right into it. Yeah, you're reading, Lens. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> what if I wrote this six chapters so it would like be my turn again? Because I only got to read once. You always get the shaft. Yeah. And I prefer the tip. <laughs> I'm going to spend this entire episode wondering where I went wrong. How did I fuck this up? But I'm going to let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. Okay. Go for it, Lindsay. (laughs) 
The elevator door slid open to reveal Steve with a slim, tattooed man wearing black skinny jeans, Converse, and a sweater donned with a small Santa riding an armadillo. Already a plot twist. Okay, wow. okay. Are they at an ugly Christmas sweater party? Isn't that what your mom invented? <laughs> the party that my mom is the only inventor of? Neatly tucked under his arm was a stack of flat, gift-wrapped objects. He stared up at Steve with a small smirk on his lips before glancing out of the elevator to the crowd that awaited them. Steve smiled down at him before tugging him out of the elevator. Well, for a minute, when you read that first sentence, I thought that he had a tattoo of a small Santa riding an armadillo. And I was like, I got to know the backstory. I want a whole other season based on how he got that tattoo. We need a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, look who finally brought their boy toy to meet the family. Hmm. Raising his eyebrows over a glass of eggnog before making a face, the man nearest them winced. I apparently love a little bit of eggnog with my whiskey, he said, voice strained while greeting them with an outstretched hand. Tony Stark, we spoke on the phone. Gather that. Bucky Barnes, said Bucky. Releasing Tony's hand, he smiled around the room, giving a small wave to the others. I murdered your parents. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so awkward, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we cool or? Uh, is this the type of? <laughs> That's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad angle. <laughs> I um, guess I know who you all are, he added with a stressed laugh. All the Avengers are staring at me. What the fuck did I get myself into? He couldn't help but think as his hand clenched in Steve's. Why don't we set those under the tree? Steve looked around the expanse of the area to find one of Tony's suits strung up with tinsel in the corner, a giant glowing orb above it, presents of various sizes piled underneath. Is that thing safe? Steve inquired. His suit is the tree. Very on brand. <laughs> it's like- Way to make it all about him. I feel like instead of, like, it's like the angel on the tree, it's the little suit on the tree, but the suit is the whole tree. Like I would put your new boy toy, or Clint for that matter, in harm's way. Tony scoffed, smiling as Clint threw a gingerbread man's discarded leg at him. Can I put this on later if I get you drunk enough? Bucky drawled as he placed the gifts under the suit. He turned, giving Stark a wide smile. Bucky, no, said Steve quickly. Bucky, yes, a voice behind them replied, <laughs> causing Bucky to jolt and turn. Hi, I'm Natasha, said the petite redhead that could most definitely kill him in two seconds flat. Nice sweater. Thanks. Likewise, <laughs> Bucky replied. How much more pressure do you think it is to walk into a party where everyone could legitimately murder you? Yeah. And that's who you're meeting. That's all your <laughs> new Bo's friends are all assassins. I mean, I can't be at a nightclub where everyone's six feet tall. Like when I'm at a concert, I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Too intimidating. Too scary. Taking in the collection of truly horrific, ugly Christmas sweaters on display, Natasha's was a shade of red that clashed in an eye-searing way with her hair and had little plastic ornaments on it with stitched corduroy presents at the hem. Tony had apparently taken a pair of scissors to his, given the raggedy hole centered over the arc reactor glowing in his chest. I was thinking he made a crop top. <laughs> I was like, my man. <laughs> Bucky supposed the green strands of yarn looked at least somewhat like pine needles obscuring a full moon, maybe? Turning away from one horror, he ran into the next, a violently purple crop top sweater. <gasps> I predicted it. With arrow spray-painted gold loosely stitched around the midriff like a half-assed yet slightly dead hula skirt. Above the arrows graced the words, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, in bright silver. Sitting quietly on a couch, Bloghorn, oh. Bruce waved his hello, his dark brown sweater with lurid beakers of fluorescent oranges and yellows looking both subdued and fitting to his nature. Truly was horrible. Making their way to the bar, Bucky's brows rose as Steve took a shot from a flask with the very clear label, for super soldiers only. That means not you, Clint. <gasps> Hazing. Burn. <laughs> 
From Thor, Steve clarified, shaking the small container. Can I? Bucky began to ask. No, Steve cut in. Rolling his eyes, Bucky poked him in the ribs a few times, needling him to hand it over. Steve won't let Bucky do anything at this point. I know. He's like... He's like such a fun sponge. Like, how is Bucky supposed to thrive? I know. He's me at the end of the night. I was going to say, this is you introducing Caleb to a party. Oh my gosh. I'm like, don't do that. No, don't. Don't say that. (laughs) Don't touch that. Have fun. Don't look at that. Be funny. Don't be so funny. Shut up. Speak. (laughs) Panic. Panic. (laughs) Read the room. Don't read the room. You're reading it too much. (laughs) Read a book. Don't read a book. (laughs) What book are you reading? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the movie? Come on, please. I went to college. I drank trash can punch from a rugby player's cleat. Probably more than once now that I think about it. I can totally handle it, said Bucky. I have so many questions. Shaking his head, Steve held the flask further from his reach. Do you want to end up in the ER with alcohol poisoning? The lines are already out the door. No worries, Steven. I've got a gastric lavage machine downstairs, Tony said, standing and wandering over. He'll be fine. Let the man live a little. Is there any chance that this is like actual for super soldiers only that like maybe it really is? Like it's from Thor and he his sources to booze that are intergalactic. I feel like it's like um, Everclear or uh, yeah. what's the one with an A that's like, I think it's probably just like super potent. Absinthe. Absinthe, yeah. And they just, they can metabolize it faster because they're super soldiers. So it's probably not poison. I used to think I was a super soldier in college. <laughs> Drink. Oh, oh my gosh. Instead of four loco, it's four Loki. That's what this is. Four Loki. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we could match a alcohol with all of these. I was just thinking of like the new White Claw surge that's really like intense. White Claw would be like maybe Falcon mm. or Wolverine. Or Wolverine. Or Panther. Yeah. For emphasis, Tony flung his arms out expansively, sloshing his eggnog out of the glass where it plopped onto Clint's shoe. It was hard to tell if his behavior was due to his normal personality or a dip into Asgardian hooch. Rolling his eyes and sighing in that I'm too old for this way that Bucky had come to know and love, Steve handed Bucky a glass of eggnog instead before holding the flask further out of Tony's reach, who was now trying to climb him like a tree, chanting, gimme, 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 because eggnog is like (laughs) drinking cereal milk. Oh, that's worse. It's thicker. They're different. Yeah, but that's in my brain. That's what that's like. Okay. Wait, Lindsay, I know you also don't like eggnog. Danny, do you like eggnog? Um, I wouldn't choose to drink it, but I think it's okay when I do. Okay. That's how I feel, Danny. Like, I'm like going to be like, well, that's fine, but I would drink like a sip of it. I can't imagine a glass. Oh. God, when is Sam going to get here so I'm not the only adult, Steve said. A thud in the background signaled Clint slipping on the eggnog Tony had spilled. <laughs> hey, I'm an adult, Bruce interjected with a considering frown. You drew the short straw. You're on babysitting duty for this one, Steve answered, peeling Tony off of him and pushing him over to the couch where Bruce sat. I can't count on you to be available to back me up with everyone else running wild. From a place near the spectacle of truly disastrous men, Natasha eyed Steve Cooley. And me? The other babysitting short straw, Steve threw a thumb over his shoulder at Clint, who had grabbed some napkins to blot eggnog off the seat of his pants. <laughs> eggnog spill on a pants is not going to look right. It's going to look like semen. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Yes, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a Christmas one. Semen. Nat rolled her eyes and stalked over to him, grabbing his bicep to haul him away from a couch before he stained it. Next to Steve, Bucky downed his eggnog while Steve maintained his Captain American Lee ability to assign duties, even at his workplace Christmas party. <sighs> We've had like three now. Yeah. Workplace Christmas parties. Wait, was the office Christmas... No, it was Halloween. I love a work party, though. It's Ugh. probably one of the best uh, settings that we can put our characters so in. So great. It's always funny. On his way back from a second glass, Bucky winced at the taste. Never cared for whiskey much, he explained, nodding at the flask. So 
What's that stuff taste like? Looking covetously at the flask, his fingers inch towards it once again. I just pictured he's going to drink it the way Dumbledore had to drink. Um, like, And it's just like, just like as soon as he has a set. With the shell? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do a killer impression? Yeah, it was when we were in uh, Seattle. We're going, no, yeah. Harry, don't Harry. make me drink it, Harry. No. <laughs> Come on, Dumbledore, just one more se- No, Harry, don't. I can't. And you just found the perfect shell. That's what's going to happen when Bucky and Steve. Yeah. Oh. Actually, it tastes a little different every time, said Steve. At first like apples, then honey, sometimes chocolate, then cinnamon. It's weird, but nice, Steve smirked. And very fun. And no, you still can't have any. Trying to pull out the big guns, Bucky's eyes widened, and he stared up at Steve. Please, it'll be such a fun Christmas gift, he asked softly, allowing his fingers to play along the edge of Steve's belt. Not happening, baby, said Steve. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> okay, now I'm thinking, hey, Steve, drink something else tonight. Yeah, like... Drop it. Like, make it, make Bucky comfortable, Steve. Just drink eggnog, too. Also, I do think that Steve is probably the authority in this situation where Bucky should probably yield to him. Yeah. If it's intergalactic booze, it will probably kill Bucky. Right. <laughs> Bucky's gaze went from sweet to mischievous. What if I ask really, really nicely, he said. With a curious glance from Steve's lips back up to his eyes, Bucky took in the dark dilation of Steve's pupils, quickly taking over the pretty sky blue. Trailing his hand down Steve's arm to his hand, with that look all thoughts of alcohol are forgotten, and he whisked the flask from Steve's grip, setting it down on the bar behind them without paying it a second thought. Going up to the tip of his toes, he brushed a kiss over Steve's lips to his jaw, savoring the way Steve's palms came up to capture his hips automatically. This place got a bathroom? He asked in a conspirator's whisper against the shell of Steve's ear. Hey, shell. (laughs) No, don't mind me drinking. No, Harry. (laughs) Shell Shell phone. That was our whole bit. The shell phone. Shallow. That was our whole – we were great. Uh, with the simple implication, Steve took Bucky's hand without a word and guided him farther away from the party. The noises of Tony's belligerence grew dimmer as the door to the marbled bathroom shut behind them. Wow, swanky, said Bucky. Propping himself up on the corner, Bucky grinned while tugging at Steve's shirt, pulling it from the waistband of his pants. You gonna kiss me, Stevie? He asked, voice going languid, allowing himself to drown in the slow warmth of whiskey, fogging up his brain, and the delicious curl of need in his belly. Wrapping his arms around Steve's neck, he drew him in, and with a low hum of pleasure, Steve pulled him closer, sliding him to the edge of the counter where their cocks could rub together through the rough fabric of their jeans. At the much-needed pressure, they both let out twin sighs as they built the familiar rhythm. It was the promise of more. The promise was chased by Steve's hands, running over Bucky's thighs, kneading at the taut muscles, only to change tactics to gently caress under his sweater, trailing his rough palms up and over Bucky's ribs. With his thumbs teasingly brushing over Bucky's nipples, they both stilled as a loud rattle at the doorknob caused them to break away from their kiss, before a tinkering metal sound had them both cocking their head to the side, going completely still in the middle of their bathroom tirade as they watched a swaying Clint stumble in, holding up a bobby pin triumphantly. (laughs) He, He, like, picked his way in. Oh, my God. Can you believe, he slurred, that to pick the lock to take a whiz? There's only one freaking bathroom in Tony's- Megaplex? Mansion? Yeah, that can't be. Shaking his head at the apparent absurdity of a locked bathroom, Clint stumbled to the toilet and whipped out his cash and prizes. <laughs> That's such a funny- That's a great- Oh my God. <laughs> That's a great name. I've never heard that. <gasps> wow. I'm going to call mine that now. And people will be like, that does not fit your personality. But I'm going to say that's- <laughs> I, that's what it's called. So you should say, sounds like you don't know me very well. <laughs> Here, I'll give you some cash and prizes. That's amazing. 
Overtaken with a sudden fit of giggles, Bucky buried his head against Steve's neck as he released an indignant snort. When the door slammed open once again, Nat rolled her eyes at the sight of Steve and Bucky wrapped up together with Clint in the background grinning like an idiot and waving at her. Baby, look, I picked the door with your bobby pin, he grinned in his drunken pride, still pissing. Boys, she said in her typical no-nonsense tone, giving Steve and Bucky a little nod, and Bucky couldn't stop himself from bursting out into another hysterical fit of laughter. Come on, you, she sighed as Clint shook himself and tucked it away, (laughs) tucked away his cash and prizes, (laughs) turning to her with his arms open for a hug. Wash first, she pointed imperiously at the sink next to Bucky's ass. Ma'am, yes, ma'am, he saluted, washing his hands and sending Steve and Bucky a drunken grin. Hi, guys. When did you get in here? (laughs) (laughs) With another long sigh, Nat grabbed him by the arm and dragged him out. Pausing briefly, she turned back to them. FYI, Tony wants to start opening gifts. I know you're good, but I don't think even you can suck and blow that fast, Cap. (laughs) Whoa. So you might as well come along, too. After they composed themselves enough for polite company, or impolite, as the case may be, they rejoined the others. They found Tony sitting in the middle of the room, a bow from a previous gift stuck to his head. It's about time. I was going to ask Jarvis how close you two were to finishing. (laughs) He winked (laughs) as Steve flushed and Bucky grinned. Come on, presents. Like a kid in a candy shop, Steve muttered, sitting in the corner of the deep-set couch and tugging Bucky onto his lap. Snuggling in, he watched their gifts being passed out. Who brought the records, Clint asked, waving around the flat parcels Steve and Bucky had brought. Definitely not records, Clint. Oh my god, it's gonna be the calendar! Oh! Oh, Chills! Nice job, Lindsay. A hush fell upon the room as everyone worked at tearing the paper off their gifts, and the silence turned from anticipatory to stunned. Nat was the first to break it when an uncharacteristic giggle bubbled out from her. Clapping a hand over her mouth in surprise, she nudged Bruce, who had turned bright red and refused to continue looking. Flipping through the pages, Clint squawked loudly, Wow, Steve, did you at least take the bike on a date first? <laughs> <laughs> While eyeing him up and down with an appreciative once-over. It was Tony who sat staring down at the calendar the longest, a horrified expression gracing his face as he turned to the last month of December, Revealing Steve in a truly debauched state of bruises and sexual desire, his finger caught within the zipper of his blue stealth suit, dragging it down his body with an unholy grin. Tony glanced down at the calendar one more time before looking at Steve and holding up December, appalled. That zipper was classified information. (laughs) (laughs) The end. So good. I love that it became a group gift. And is the zipper classified information because he said in the last episode, like – it's a hidden zipper. Yes. I think it's like part of the patent of how it's made. <gasps> so good. Okay. We got to sing because I have thoughts. Okay. <laughs> when the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your hammer up or down? down? Go for it, Al. Go, Al. You guys, <laughs> was this only a group gift or is this calendar actually being – used for fundraising. Did they all have to get the same group gift for everybody? Were those the rules of this gift swap? Did they all walk away with 12 presents? That's fun. Or was it just a coincidence that they gave these? I think they just had them all made in time for the party or something. But I mean, that'll raise some funds. It sure will. It'll raise a lot of things. Wow. So, okay. So we know that all 12 months are Steve in various (laughs) erotic poses. Yes. Wow. That's so funny. It sounds like even Tony was a little surprised. Or do you think he was just mad about the information? I think the information. Clearly he had no creative control over this calendar. (laughs) Or gave no guidance. (laughs) This is what happens when you let your contractors go wild. (laughs) Let's just say that I don't think Bucky stuck to like... (laughs) No. 
the direction of the campaign. So good. But is your hammer up, Al? Hammer's up. Yeah. I mean, what a great way to wrap up. Yeah. Wrap up like a present this uh, <gasps> this season. I love that Bucky got to meet the friends. I love his um, Santa riding an aardvark tattoo. It's a tattoo. It's <laughs> a sweater. I know. In my it's mind, a it's a tattoo. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my tramp stack. Yes. I'm inspired. Oh. It's great. I love the whole season. was incredible. Love this couple. And I just love a friend dynamic and a office party dynamic. This is perfect. It was great. Danny? My hammer is way up. This was the cherry on the chocolate drizzled Steve mm. Sunday. Um, just... I am so excited that we got to hang with these characters one more time. And it was a sexy episode. It was funny. Allie, I'm still so impressed with your Bucky Tony's parents joke. (laughs) So just kudos all around. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, my hammer's also up. I just, I also just am so stuck on cash and prizes being. Yes. That was like such a treat. Now I don't have to call it a kettle of squids anymore. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Now we can call it cash and prizes. Thank God. <laughs> and yeah, HM1121, I'm so happy that you let us know that we missed this. I'm so glad we got to record this before too long had passed. I just, this was so great. What a perfect way to cap, captain it off. Destiny. Yes. Okay, so now really we'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, faking orgasms left and right in this podcast. Per usual. Um, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks and we'll be back with season... 18. I feel like every other name feels incredibly inappropriate, but we will make it work. <laughs> and we love you guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Season like 31 is me like sexy and mature though. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Season 31 will know what it wants. Season quarter life crisis. Like we're just going to like get like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Okay. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.